The city of London lost an icon last night, Fanny Goose. Fanny passed away yesterday evening at the age of 99, and that's where we are going to begin London Live today. Fanny was one of the most well-loved Londoners you could ever meet, one of the proudest Canadians you could ever meet. And it's my pleasure to welcome to London Live another icon of this city, Fanny's son, Steve Garrison. Steve, we're truly sorry for your loss. Thanks so much for joining us to talk about Fanny. Well, well, thanks so much for, for having me. I, I, I need to tell you one of the ongoing questions, and, and thank you for everybody uh, calling my, my wife, Michelle Campbell, and myself with texts and phone calls and emails. How old was Fanny? That's probably the biggest question I'm getting. Uh, she was very sensitive if I said 100, because that's where she was. Uh, and she said, you know, uh, and I got close to Fanny in the last couple of years. When, when, when you know you have a loved one, when they know their 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 days are numbered, you, you spend a lot of time uh, talking about different things and their feelings and their wishes. She said, "You reach a point in life." She said, "Once you're over 95, she says, you no longer count years; you just count money for retirement." <laughs> so, uh, so when people are, are asking me, "How old was your mother?" Really, it's not that I'm trying to be evasive. I'm just trying to say that she was very sensitive about that, but. Uh, she, she made it to 100. We had a, a lovely birthday celebration uh, last December, and, uh, and God bless her. Steve, let's talk a little bit about your mom from a couple of perspectives, one being downtown London that we'll get to in just a moment, but just about being a Canadian, because a lot of us will say we are proud Canadians and we try and mean it, but we don't really have reference points that show how amazing this country can be. Fanny had those reference points and truly appreciated what this country was like. Can you take us through maybe how that came to be? Well, the and she she wrote a book about it because she was very proud to, to be a, a Canadian, and, and and in fact, uh, she she did get a medal, a Queen's Jubilee medal for for loving this country and embracing the country. To, to make a long story short, she was a Holocaust survivor, uh, was sent from camp to camp uh, in terms of coming back into mainstream society. Uh, her story is quite simple, as many Holocaust survivors. Uh, lived in Poland, had a wonderful childhood, and then the, the Nazi movement moved in. They lost their homes. Her, her father was a successful business person in a, a community called Skalit, which was close to the Russian uh, border. And uh, then the war came, and uh, thus everybody was displaced. And, and the issue here, uh, after the, the war ended, the uh, Russians came in, the communism came in, and, and still that wasn't a big factor for you to stay in Europe. So you had to make a choice. You had to make a choice to, to come to a country which offers freedom and the opportunity to be successful and raise a family. She was single at the time, but there were opportunities to come to the USA or Canada or, uh, or Israel. And she always, as a child, followed the vision of Canada. She read about uh, Canada in the schools and always knew it was just a wonderful country to, 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 to hear about. And this is a country that she had an interest to when they asked her where she wanted to go. There was only one problem, is that for you to come into these countries back then, following the Second World War, it was probably more helpful for you to be married. So thus, in a displacement camp, these were special camps designed that uh, you were uh, in, in an area, and this was in Germany, 
that you could be sent to a country, you could have family members, but you had to be married, and thus she met my father, Jerry, and within 24 hours, it was kind of like a business deal, Mike. He was single, she was single, they knew that they wanted to go and, and leave Europe, and they wanted to go to a better place, and they both picked Canada, and they got married in within 24 hours, and I think my father told me he had a schnapps and a couple slices of bread, and, and that was their wedding reception. What an incredible life they built together, and the passion that both of them had for Canada, for London, and Steve, specifically for downtown London, was one that just stayed with them forever. What was it like growing up and, and kind of being immersed in that passion for what it meant to be a part of London and downtown London? If you were into, uh, my parents were in the uh, schmata business, in the clothing business, and, and they had a store when they started out. My father would pedal door to door, and my mother was an instrumental driving force because she was a PR director, if you know what I'm saying. And, and they had a little store in, in London East by Dundas and Egerton, just east of, of the fairgrounds. But the, the, if you wanted to be in retail in London, Ontario, you had to be in downtown London. You had to be. And in, in, in downtown London... When you take a look at Memory Lane, there were Seagull Shoes, there was Bud Gowan, uh, there was Kings Mills, huge friend of my mother's. Uh, there was, I'm just trying to remember here, uh, artistic ladies where Vaislers, Roland Hill Shoe Stores, Market Furniture, Ted Dill's Jewelers, uh, Lang's Bookstore, uh, Simpsons downtown, Woolworths, Kresge's. It was the mecca of, of, of retail. In London, Ontario, southwestern Ontario, and I recall as a kid, Mike, buses would be full. Every Saturday, people would be going downtown to go to either record store with Sam, the record man, which was back then at Dundas and Clarence. There were record stores in the old Wellington Square Mall. But the mecca, the mecca of retail business, you had to be in downtown. And they were so proud in 1963, they bought a building where Ubercool is located right now at 122 Dundas. And they opened their clothing store. And that was the highlight of their lives to be in downtown London. Wow. We are talking with Steve Garrison. Fanny Goose passed away yesterday evening. And Steve, one of the other things that Fanny was very passionate about was the Liberal Party and politics, very involved in politics. And that's part of the, the liberalism. She was, uh, Fanny was a liberal, and that was her point. Uh, she reached out to many immigrants in, in her store, which she offered credit back then, because years ago, Mike, when you came to this country, it was not user-friendly for immigrants. There, there, there was no program set up for immigrants. There, there, you, you had to have a sponsor. So the liberals reached out to immigrants uh, throughout Canada, coast to coast, and, and made them feel welcomed. And, and the liberals felt as a party that could answer immigrants' needs. At that time, you, could, you, know, you couldn't get credit. So she was actively involved in the liberal party because that was the party that welcomed immigrants to Canada with open arms. And she chose to be a Canadian, and there was a, no other choice and she was glad to be a Canadian, and she told me one of her proudest moments just a month ago is when she officially became a Canadian citizen. Steve, amazing, amazing lives for your mother and your father. They are both missed dearly, and we really want to thank you for spending some time with us today. We're very sorry for your loss. Thank you, and uh, God bless her. Take care. Thank you. That is Steve Garrison. Fanny Goose is someone who, when she walked into the room, you knew. 
And she made sure that that passion was carried through whatever it was that she was doing. You could learn just by being near her.